Joy seekers, joy givers, anyone looking for an infusion of joy, you've come to the right place. My name is Deb McGregor. I'm the host for Live Joy, Share Joy. Today, we are going to be talking about trusting in the Lord, having faith in the Lord, knowing that He has a plan for our lives. To walk us through this conversation today, it is so my pleasure to welcome Eugene Perrine. Welcome to the show. Thank you. I am so excited that you came here. We should let people know that you and I actually first met while you were kayaking with your wife, and I came upon you walking the dog. (laughs) Yes. It was awesome. And then she was actually on the show, and then you reached out and you said, you know, I've got this testimony too to share, and I was so happy that you said yes to coming today. Thanks for being here. Yes. Thank you for having me. So one of the things that really struck me when you called me is you said, you know, Deb, we need to really understand that God does have a plan for our lives, and he does know better than we do, and we don't always see it right away. But when we step back years later, we start to see this pattern emerge. And you actually started talking to me. I think it was in high school that you actually started realizing, wait a minute here, God's got this plan. It wasn't my plan at first, but he's got it. Should we start with high school? Yes, absolutely. My journey with the Lord would begin at age 17. I would be saved in high school, a Bible study. And through that, uh, I had a girlfriend. Of course, she encouraged me to attend that Bible study. And we can both went for a time. And uh, I got more interested in the Bible study and accepted Jesus as my Lord and Savior. She did not, unfortunately, and kind of went her own direction at that point. And so I'd end up losing my girlfriend at that point. But Jesus was my focus at that, at that time in praying and waiting on him for decisions in my life that, like a career, um, my future wife someday, yeah. um, things, things of that nature. Well, I want to just really hone in on this high school thing because, you know, I'm sitting here thinking about the average high school person. And I realize that, you know, it has been a while for both of us, but it's still high school. You've got this person. And even at the age of 17, when she chose to move on, you still chose the Lord. Even at age 17, this is a big deal. Yes. And it would make all the difference in my life for my entire future of of a career and, and marriage and many major decisions that we have to make as young in young teenagers at that well, point. Because there's a lot of teenagers that would be like, oh, no, I'm I'm on love over, you know, I'm on love of a flesh or person, right? Versus I was in love, love with my <laughs> first girlfriend. Absolutely. I was in love with her. And it would take me two years to get over that relationship. But I had a better relationship. Yeah. I found Jesus and he replaced that relationship and as hard as that relationship was to break up, I made a different decision then, and yeah. I was rewarded for it. Yeah. So this is the point, the key point that I really want to draw out of this is that your relationship with the Lord, your love of the Lord, trumped everything. Absolutely. It became center stage. I began to read the Word, study the Word. I began to learn how to pray, how to wait upon the Lord, and make decisions through that that could impact the rest of my life. Yeah, which, again, at age 17 is pretty profound. This is a big deal thing. Like, I I just, the reason I'm not stepping over this is because 
we have a lot of young adults that would not have had this maturity, even at this stage with the Lord that you obviously had. And and what I hear in you is that you were seeking him with all your heart. You were seeking the Lord with all your heart. And we talk about that a lot. And, and I just think that that's really, really important to, to, to not step over that. So you, it takes a couple of years you move past that relationship, and now you're thinking, what do I do for a career, right? Well, talk to us about those next steps in your life. Yeah, at age 17, I still had a year and a half left of high school, but after high school, I had no clue of uh, what career um, the Lord would want me to take. So I bought a camper, loaded up my motorcycle, decided to go out to Montana where my sister lived, and um, just get a, an ordinary job and a linen through a linen service and continued to pray, of course, and wait upon the Lord about what would be my career. And um, for the next year and a half, he would begin to reveal. I mean, I actually didn't know at the time, but it would take a year and a half for him to actually truly reveal what would be my career because I had really no idea at the time. So during this time of waiting, are you a patient person or did you really have to hone in on patience? Waiting is something that you have to cultivate and work on because as a teenager and being young, you want things to happen quickly. And when they don't happen quickly, you have to keep coming back to praying about the situation and waiting upon the Lord. And then over time, um, he gradually leads you into into that career. You're sitting here waiting upon the Lord. You are being patient in waiting upon the Lord. And all of a sudden, it's like, here's this answer about this career that could have felt like it came out of nowhere, but it didn't really come out of nowhere. But you were aware and awake to what the Lord was doing in your life. So all of a sudden, you get this sign. Yeah, I think because I was praying and earnest about wanting the career Jesus wanted for me was the day that I walked, I went to Wendy's for lunch and then I walked into this telephone booth and found out that they changed the rotary dial from a rotary to a touchstone pad. That was my indication that God wanted me to enter into telephone and become a telephone career person well, at that time. And we should probably, for any of you who are younger and listening, <laughs> We realized this might sound like a foreign concept of (laughs) going into the booth, seeing the different touch points on the pad, right? Because, of course, everybody's on cell phones now, right? Um, But what I love is that God puts this right in front of you and says, Eugene, here's your path. And you said, yes. So talk to us about this career. I always get curious about different careers. Talk to us about this career. Well, I found a training center in Kalispell, Montana that offered telephone training. However, when I went there and checked out that particular training, God said, no, he didn't want me to go there. So I'm, I'm asking God, okay, you were directing me towards the telephone career, but now you're saying no to it uh, in Kalispell. And then so I had to have further direction. So this is very interesting how... The Lord slowly reveals where he wants you. I guess he didn't want me in training in Kalispell. He wanted me to somehow go back to Minnesota. So I continued to pray and found out, oh, you want me to sell my car? You want me to quit my job? This is huge. 
remember, I'm still quite young, 19, 20 years of age right here, and now God's beginning to speak to me for the very, really, first time. I He's find, really speaking now. You're hearing it loud and clear. Yep, I'm audibly kind of hearing within my heart direction. And with that direction, I stepped out in faith. So there's the other element to praying and waiting on God, is when you know that you know that you've heard something from God or Jesus, that you act upon that, and that very thing motivates you to do the very thing he asks you to. Not everything he asks you to do, do you understand? Because when he said no to the training in Kalispell, I said, wait a minute, God, you just spoke to me in the telephone booth, you gave me a direction, now you're saying no. So now I have to respond to his no. How do I deal with that? He then gives me what to do next, which was unheard of. Why should I sell my car, quit my job? They don't always add up. But Jesus knew the bigger picture. He knew that he had to move me from Kalispell, Montana, back home to Minnesota because that's where he would answer the rest of my prayers. Oh, my gosh. Okay, so I have to, when you were saying to people, God told me to go back to Minnesota, did some people think you were had gone a little loopy? This was just my personal relationship with God. So I really didn't speak with any more anyone else about that outside okay. of my own relationship with him. I just knew, I knew that I knew that this was his direction. Now, it didn't add up in my mind, but you sometimes you can't go by your own thoughts. You have to go by the Spirit. And when the Spirit leads, that's when you want to get in the middle of what he's doing. Yeah, the flow. I call it the flow. I love that you bring up, you know when you know when you know, because when the Holy Spirit is bringing something, it is like a flow, and you just know when you know when you know. And if you have taken time to pray, and if you are in the Word, and you can test it against the Word, this, of course, is a big a big piece of this, but there's like a flow that starts happening, and it's almost like you almost can't stop it unless you really intentionally stop it right because once you're in it it just you're just moving I, you know it's kind of like spirit is a movement right it just it's happening i was curious about a uh, little bit about discernment it, what what do you do to discern so you know that god is speaking into your heart what does the discernment piece look like for you it's obeying the voice of the holy spirit it's all in obeying what he would have you to do he says trust me i will work out the remaining of the details of what I want you to do. But guess what? Just obey me in this first step. Sell your car, quit your job, just make the move first, and I'll give you the rest later. And he would, and has, and does. He's so faithful to his servants, isn't he? By being obedient to his leading, I was able to make the right decisions critical in in times of my life. Well, and I'm still fascinated by the fact that you are in the at this stage in your life, like, you know, 19, 20 years old, you are hearing the voice of the Lord this clearly. You're actually reading the word. You're discerning the word. You're allowing the Holy Spirit to move within you. I mean, my goodness, we've got people who've accepted the Lord for 20 years and, and are not necessarily, and this is not a judgment piece. It's a an acknowledgement of when you really dug into that relationship with the Lord, you really dug into that relationship with the Lord. Yes. It's, it's fascinating to me. So uh, I just, there's so much to talk about Eugene and, and we've got so much more to come with this. We are going to take a brief pause. When we come back from that pause, we're going to pick up from you selling all this stuff, 
moving back to Minnesota because all of a sudden this really becomes about the desire of your heart. So we are going to come back to that in just a moment. My name is Deb McGregor. You're listening to Live Joy, Share Joy. We've got Eugene Preen talking to us about trust and faith, listening to God, obeying God, and so much more. There's more to come. We'll be back after this pause. When it comes to planning for your future, you want an advisor who understands your Christian values. Ameriprise Financial Advisors Gina Ripkema, Shelley Loff, and Donna Gunderson offer financial planning based on biblical principles. They can help you plan for your goals in a way that is consistent with your faith. Call Gina Ripkema, Shelley Loff, and Donna Gunderson today. Office is located downtown Bemidji at 122 3rd Street Northwest or at 1202 1st Street East in Park Rapids. Ameriprise Financial offers financial services without regard to religious affiliation or cultural background. Investment advisory products and services are made available through Arise Financial Group, a division of Ameriprise Financial Services, Inc., a registered investment advisor. This is Deb McGregor of Live Joy, Share Joy. Can you imagine getting a text right to your phone that is all about joy? Every Friday, I send out a joy note. This is a message of encouragement, contemplation, insight, and more. If you want to receive a joy note right to your phone, text the word joy to 218-248-6556. I look forward to sharing more joy with you on a weekly basis. Let's build a community of joy. Are you currently renting your home? Give Team Aylesworth, Noemi, Harry, and Abby of Real Living First Realty a call. Trust them to help guide you through the home buying process. With interest rates as low as they are, now is a good time to take that leap into being a homeowner. The award-winning customer service team is ready to make you their priority. Call Noemi at 218-760-4689 or click the link for Team Aylesworth on the Business Impact Partner page at yourqfm.com. Make owning a home your reality today. Welcome back to Live Joy, Share Joy. This is Deb McGregor. With us today is Eugene Perrine. We've been talking about trusting God, having faith in God, knowing that He has a plan for your life. And we left off at the break with Eugene knew that he was to sell everything, come back to Minnesota. And of course, one of my burning questions is, without a car? Are you kidding me? What, what did that feel like? That's a pretty bold move. The Lord had an answer for everything, so I drove back with my brother, and when I was back in Minnesota, I, instead of a car, I um, bought a motorcycle. So I did have transportation, and I would then look for a telephone school in Minnesota, because I had no idea if there was any or anywhere, and 30 miles from my hometown, there was actually a telephone training two-year course. Wow. near my hometown, uh, 30 miles away. Wow, that's fantastic. So that was one of the desires of your heart, as God had put that career on your heart. There were other desires of your heart. So how did God start bringing more of this desire of your heart to fruition? Yeah, Originally, I never understood why God wanted me to go back to Minnesota, but there was a purpose and a reason for everything that he does. And one of those major reasons was to um, meet my future wife back in Minnesota rather than Montana. And uh, she was attending the same technical school that I was. She was going for accounting. I was going for telephone electronics, a two-year course. And that would launch my, my career in telephone. So 
was this like a love at first sight romance or was this you just knew when you knew when you knew like i was i always loved the romance stories you know no this was just began as a friendship because i had known her from a church previous church meetings uh in the past when i was younger so it was just natural to be a friend to this christian woman and and uh, begin there so god brought you together and you were married for how many years 34 years yes and talk to us a little bit about god working in that married life like this is like i was just kind of I, you you talk so much about trusting god and we all know that marriage is that's a ministry in and of itself right and so yes. that was something that i was actually really curious about is you obviously hear the lord so often and how did you find that working within the marriage was she also in that same tuned in just like you were well in the beginning no we we were seeking again always praying waiting on the lord to make it clear to us what his direction was for our lives um she would be the first one to kind of have some thoughts that oh, is it possible that uh, we could get married? Because she was 16 and a half years older. I was only 25, never married. She had already been married for 22 years, had three grown children, and, of course, was divorced. Um, but Jesus was able to work out the details of in my heart of why it would be acceptable to get married to someone that much older than I was. Mm-hmm. And... He made it clear again by speaking within my heart how this would be possible. Because in my mind, none of this is adding up. She didn't meet my my list of women that I thought I should get married to within my own mind. But Jesus knows the ultimate end from the beginning. Yes, he does. So you trusted the Lord again. It's another huge step of faith. So... You have the career, you have to really be obedient and, and, and go by faith because he doesn't give you every little detail. It's a process mm-hmm. and it takes time. And as you work it through, it becomes very, very clear exactly what he wants you to do. Yeah, absolutely. So you had 34 years together and talk to us a little bit about, um, because at some point she became ill. Yes, because through many years of whether it was she had done some raising turkeys, uh, asbestos, things in nature uh, affected her lungs, so she ended up with a lung disease, not cancer, so it was a slower process. So it was a 10-year process uh, before the Lord would take her home uh, of uh, health. Yeah. So then you had to start a whole other process of dealing with grief, and God moving you to another level. Like this becomes, here goes God again, working with you, developing you, and you're waiting on the Lord again. Talk to us about that time period. Well, being left behind is hard to explain because it's an emotional pain that does not easily go away. Um... And yes, uh, until you heal and are restored from that emotional pain of loss, being left behind, um, you can't really start over. Mm -hmm. So you 
that would take a couple of years. And of course, since I was used to relying on, on the Lord and praying and waiting on him, um, that would be essential for, for the next journey that the Lord would take me on. Yeah, so you go through this time period of healing, waiting on the Lord, and then God does another work in your life. Tell us about this next step. He brings somebody else to you. Yes. So I've since been remarried, and the journey has just continued, and it's been great. And, you know, it's not that you know everything, because that I was, I'm thinking, okay, I've been married 34 years. I got this down. I'll be a perfect husband now, right? I'm going to get this <laughs> right. I, I know all the the. Any issue that would ever come up, I, I got this figured out. But actually, you have to actually start all over. Everything that you knew, just by the, you kind of need to throw that away. Because yeah. you got, a, when you start over, you got a different, different personalities, different values. And I have to learn how to, again, adjust my life to meet someone else's needs. Yeah. Well, and... And it goes back to what you've talked about is trusting God, faith in God. And you've got now another person who has a different relationship with the Lord that you are also bringing your two relationships together. Yes, we were molded by our our former spouses. She had 41 years of, of, of marriage and I had 34. So we come with our own set of... of um, set parameters if you will or okay and uh, so then you just it's just like anybody that um is widowed and, ha- and starts over and gets remarried or somebody's divorced and gets remarried it's not as easy as it initially looks but you have to work on it and trust god that you can bring these two individuals now together yeah as close as he did the first marriage yeah absolutely so I was curious about, was waiting on the Lord different for remarrying than the first time when you were praying for the desire of your heart for a wife? I was curious if it felt different, or was it still just waiting on the Lord? It feels um, different because you think then you have all the knowledge base that you need. Mm -hmm. But again, the Lord always shares with you that, we know nothing compared to what he understands and knows. And he's the perfecter of our faith. We are not. No matter how much I figure out in life, I find out I still know nothing compared to his ability to perfect and work through relationships, to work out all things for his glory. Yeah, it's so true. And yet, how many times do we try to keep taking charge? I have done that a few times of myself and typically it doesn't work out quite as well but when I allow him to fully take control of my life I know that the end result will be the best life I could ever imagine yeah so what are some of the things we can do to make sure that we are allowing God to take control that we don't try to take it back what are the things that we should be doing a great deal of patience, when you do not have peace and you do not have the comfort of the Holy Spirit directing you, it's, you may not want to make those types of decisions with your mind 
in the flesh if you feel Jesus is not really involved and really not directing those decisions. Yeah, amen. And this goes back to that flow we talked about, when you know, when you know, when you know. Then you get confirmations. So if you can be patient and wait long enough, trust me, Jesus will make it clear. Yes, he will. I mean, I always, sometimes in my prayer, I'm like, okay, Lord, I'm trying to be patient, but a neon sign would be helpful. Thank you very much, right? Because sometimes it is just so easy to, uh, well, either whether it's impatience or being too distracted to miss the signs that he's giving. Yes, Jesus will make it very, very clear um, the steps that an individual is to take. If you put his scriptures first, his word first, believe in faith that he's got this. Faith is a walk that is unprecedented. Faith is beyond, you have to live it to know it. Unless you live it, you've never experienced life. Because faith is exciting to know that he's in charge and it's always going to work out. For your best interest. Absolutely. And I love that you're saying this because it's to me, it's like, is your faith alive? Because when your faith is alive, it makes all the difference. All the difference. Yes. His, his entire scripture is based on faith and everything that comes from the heart. You will see in scripture over and over that our relationship with Jesus comes from the heart. So we love him with all our heart, soul, mind, and strength. And I make decisions from my heart now not from my mind. Yeah. Amen. That should be on a bumper sticker. I make decisions from my heart and from the Lord, not from my mind, right? I love this. I love it. Well, and I know you and I have talked about prayer being the most important thing. It's just essential. Yes, indeed. Eugene Prine, thank you so much for joining us today and talking about putting God first, trusting in God, having faith in God, and really trusting him in the process and not giving up and looking for, you know, when you know, when you know. You're amazing. Thank you so much for joining us today. And thank you for having me. Yeah, it's absolutely. Been a pleasure. Yes, it has been. And I, I just, I hope people are encouraged by this because you have definitely demonstrated faith in action. Yes. And it's all about their life out there and speaking um, God's word in, into their life that they have a future. It's bright. It's clear. And Jesus has it under control. Yes, he does. Eugene, thank you so much for joining us today. And thanks to all of you for choosing to listen. Please remember to go out, live joy, share joy. And we want to give a special thanks to Philip Elke for doing our engineering and producing today. Have a great day, everyone. Deb McGregor of Life Full of Joy. Thank you for tuning in to Live Joy, Share Joy. We currently have availability for corporate sponsors on the show. Do you want to be aligned with all things joy and reach our listening audience? We have several options available, including our joy boosters. Contact your QFM today for sponsorship details.